Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show, Mr. and Mrs. Ozzie and Harriet Nelson, in the radio show, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet Nelson. Ozzie and Harriet started their careers out in the 1930s, becoming well-known actors and singers performing and dancing their way into American homes and American hearts forever. But what a lot of people remember Ozzy and Harriet for is not only for their singing abilities, but for their great acting abilities, starring, producing, and writing for the show The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet Nelson which appeared on TV in the late 1950s and lasted until 1963. With their real-life sons both on the radio and TV, David and Ricky Nelson. In this first episode, Ozzy and Harriet are sitting in their living room one day when Ozzy sees a catalog and has a great idea of being glamorous by entering an essay into a contest and by winning, becoming a winner. And in this second episode, Ozzy and Harriet are Ozzy's outside mowing the lawn and taking care of the guard yard when Harriet is in the living room knitting some baby shoes. Ozzy thinks that he's going to become a father for the third time. But unbeknownst to Ozzy, Harriet is talking about a new arrival to the family, but not a baby, a little puppy. I hope you guys enjoy Miss Ozzy Nelson and Mr. Nelson in The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Please stay tuned after the show to hear another update for tonight's program. Thanks and enjoy the show, guys. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, starring young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And now, let's look in at the Nelson home. It's 8 p.m. Dinner is over, and the head of the house is sitting in the living room. Ozzie is right there beside her. You know, Harriet, out of the whole 20th time when I feel the laziest, right after dinner, best time of all to just relax and read a little. Mm-hmm. Think you got something there, Ozzy. Let's see what I'll read tonight. H.G. Wells' Outline of History? No. Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire? Oh, what's that uh, right over there, dear? This one on the table? Yeah. It's the November issue of Super Movie Magazine. I think I'll browse through that a while. 
Gosh, you know, these magazines are all the same. Now, just look at pages four, five, and six. Nothing but photographs of movie stars kissing each other. I wonder if they don't ever get tired of that. I guess not. It says continued on page 103. <laughs> Say, there's some interesting articles this month, though. That's the romance and glamour issue. Mm-hmm. Just glancing through it here, the glamour department doesn't seem to be doing so well this month. Really? Now, just listen to this. Gwendolyn Latour, pictured here at the Brown Derby with Garvin Peterson, is going to marry Cedric Parker as soon as she is divorced from her present husband, Horace Seabrook. Gosh. But this probably won't be until June, says Mr. Seabrook's fiancée, Peggy Travers, because her husband won't let her go to Reno until she breaks her engagement to Talbot Dillon. sounds complicated. It sure does. I think I'll just stick to you. Oh, gee, thanks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, I frankly admit some of the most miserable days of my life were spent as a bachelor. Oh, you're just saying that so I'll bake a chocolate cake. No, no, I'm not. I really mean it. What didn't you like about being a bachelor? Well, I had to sew my own buttons on, darn my own socks, wash out my own shirt, and eat dinner alone. But things are different now. Yeah, I don't have to eat dinner alone anymore. <laughs> It sounds kind of silly now, thinking of you as a bachelor. Yeah, I remember at that time I used my middle name, George. Did you know that? Well, of course. Don't you remember the first ring you gave me? The inscription you had on it? Yeah, I don't think I do. Well, I'll never forget it. I thought at first you were telling me where to go. It said G to H. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. You know, I'm glad you went back to the name Ozzy, though. It fits you better. George sounds too formal for you. It's a nice name, though. Oh, I like it. Some of my favorite people are named George, but for you... Oh, I like an unusual name better, and... Oh, I don't know. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is named George. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder if they really expect people to believe some of this stuff here in these magazines. Like what? Now, just listen to this. Did you know that Ernie Pagano, the famous movie producer, has three swimming pools? Hot, cold, and seven up. Oh, say, I knew there was something I wanted to tell you. It says in that issue that Throckmorton Hamilton and his wife have split up. Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. He seemed like an ideal husband. Well, I don't think I'd go that far. What makes you say that? Well, now, for one thing, he absolutely refused to buy his wife a mink coat. Well, darling, I don't have a mink coat either. Yeah, but he came right out and said no instead of promising her one and then not getting it for her like a gentleman. <laughs> you know, people talk about glamour and picture stars. I wonder if they'll ever recapture the glamour of old Hollywood of the silent days. Clara Bow and Peter Barra and Francis X. Bushman. Yeah, Hollywood must have been interesting back in those old days. Yet in some ways, it was like a big country town. Mm hmm I understand that not so many years ago, they used to pick lemons on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Where did we meet, Ozzie? <laughs> now, you know very well where we met. <laughs> Stop trying to tear down my romantic appeal. Oh, Ozzie Nelson. Every time you read a movie magazine, you picture yourself as a glamour boy, don't you? Well, don't you? Yes. Oh, brother. <laughs> Come with me to the Roseland Ballroom. What's the matter with the Palladium? It's cheaper at the Roseland Ballroom. Oh, I 
Darcy. Oh, Mrs. Parkinson, you are beautiful. Kiss me. Oh, but suppose Mr. Parkinson arrives home suddenly. Don't worry about Mr. Parkinson, Mrs. Parkinson. Why not? Where's he? With Mrs. Skeffington. <laughs> That's enough now. You've had your fun. Well, I did pretty well, didn't I? What do you think of me as the great lover? Well, of course, dear. Being your wife, I'm naturally a little prejudiced. Oh, yes, of course. But wait a minute now. Maybe I'd better think that one over a little. <laughs> oh, say, before you put down that magazine, look at that back page. There's a contest there that might interest you. The back page? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Have you ever been offered a penny for your thoughts? If you have, then it's time you stop thinking so cheap. Turn your imagination into real money. You may have a gold mine hidden in your head. Well, that sounds easy enough. You just take your hat off and discover a hidden fortune. Say, wait a minute. You think you're kidding. You've given me an idea. Oh, no. By golly, I've always figured that's how I'd make my second million as a writer. Your second million? Yes, I've given up hopes for the first million long ago. <laughs> it says, if you think you have literary talent... Why not prove it to yourself and us by sitting down tonight and writing a 600-word essay on glamour? Go on. Tell us in your own words what glamour is, what it means, what part it plays in our current pattern of life. Oh, don't tell me you're really going to enter that contest. I certainly am. All you need to win is a pencil and a paper and some brains. I can get the pencil and paper at the Owl Drugstore. <laughs> what about the brains? Sears and Roebuck? <laughs> Anastasia, sometimes I think you're crazy. Well, go ahead. Call me crazy. They said Edison was crazy. They said Robert Fulton was crazy. They said Joe Cacolach was crazy. Who's Joe Cacolach? He's my uncle. He was crazy. Ozzie, <laughs> uh, are you really serious about entering that contest? Well, certainly. I have a tremendous advantage living here in Hollywood. Well, what do you mean? Well, we get a chance to see glamour at first hand here. Oh, are you kidding we haven't even been to a drive-in for three weeks, and I don't know when we went to a nightclub last. Gee, that's right, isn't it? But you've given me an idea. I could be ready in 15 minutes. Ready? Well, sure. In order to write about glamour, you have to study it at first hand. And what spot in the world is more glamorous than the Tacoma nightclub right here in Hollywood, huh? Well, I hate to admit it, but I think you got something there. And if I win third prize of $200, we ought to break even on the night. Yeah. <laughs> Prize is two hundred. What are the others? Well, it says second prize is five hundred. The first prize is to be announced later, probably about a thousand. Well, we'd better tell Gloria we won't have dinner at home. Oh, gee, I hope she won't mind staying home alone with the children. Oh, Gloria, Gloria, did you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> Gloria, we're going to the Tracombo Cafe tonight. Oh, that's nice. You don't happen to have a date this evening, do you? Well, nothing important. Uh, do you think it would be possible for you to break it? Oh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. I'd break a date any time to go to the true combo. <laughs> you don't understand, Gloria. No, you see, I'm taking Mrs. Nelson. Yes, it's better that way. It wouldn't look right for you and me to go there alone. <laughs> what we mean is, would you stay home with the children? Oh, home. Well, I'll do it. Thanks, Gloria. We hate to ask you to do this, but Mr. Nelson's writing an article about glamour, and he wants to get a little first-hand information. 
Well, I'd be happy to help out any way I can. Oh, well, thank you, Gloria. I didn't realize you were interested in glamour. Oh, yes. Some of my friends call me the Maria Montez of the Union Stockyard. <laughs> well, Gloria, we'll have to be going soon. That's all right. Go right ahead. Have a good time. And if you see Van Johnson... Yes? Just give him this message for me. What message? Oh, 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 and Gloria, remember, if you want us, we'll be at the Tacombo nightclub. And while we're gone, looking at the children every once in a while. Oh, and be sure the doors are locked. Roger. <laughs> Ozzie, where in the world did she get that Roger from? It's strictly G.I., isn't it? Yeah, I taught to. I was an M.P. in the last war, you know. Ozzie Nelson, you were a Boy Scout in the last war, and you know it. That's what I said, M.P. Mouse Patrol. <laughs> for taxi cab while I go upstairs and get dressed. Okay. Let's see now. What's the phone number? The taxi? Oh, yes. Taxis are sure hard to get these days. Would you please place your call again, sir? Oh, all right. Oh, that's a job getting dressed? Quick, I didn't even get a cab yet. How do I look? You look wonderful, as usual. Little Ricky here just paid his mother a very nice compliment. He said I look sharp as a tack. That's pretty good for four years old, isn't it? It sure is. Glad I have my best suit on tonight, too. How does your old man look, Ricky? I said, how do I look, Ricky? Sharp as a marble, Dad. <laughs> we just got to get that kid's tonsils taken out. <laughs> oh, well, let's go, Harry. Let's look over the glamour. the song was originally written, and then the torch singers took it over and developed it into everything but Don't Sweetheart Me. Don't sweetheart me, because you're mean to me. Why must you be mean to me? You know you're just my bill, and you know you always will for I'll 
I'll be loving you always. That's just why I say music, maestro, please don't sweetheart me. Then there's the extra word man. He really butchers it up with added words like this. I don't sweetheart me, oh honey baby, if you do, you'll do be sorry. I know what to do to you. And if you do, then you'll regret it. Wait and see. Don't sweetheart me. And don't forget it. Ah, sweet, you heard me say it. Heart or I'll repay it, me. And then the dance bands take over the melody and write their super special arrangements and we hear... Don't sweetheart me. Combo Cafe, where Ozzy expects to get some ideas on glamour in the hope of winning the magazine contest he's going to enter. Their taxi is just pulling up in front of the door. This is it for Combo Cafe. Okay, thank you, miss. How do you like driving a taxi cab? Oh, fine, thanks. It sort of runs in our family. My two sisters are cab drivers. My mother drives the cab, and my father drives the cab. Your father drives the cab, too, hey? Yeah. He wears the wig, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, $1.35. All right, here you are. And here's a tip for you. Oh, thanks. That money will come in very handy. I'm buying my grandmother a pair of eyeglasses. She's 80 years old, you know. Really? 80 years old? Well, it's about time she had a pair of glasses. She needs them, doesn't she? I'll say. It's a tough job driving them Greyhound buses. <laughs> well, here it is, the exclusive and popular Tricombo. She looks pretty from the outside. I hope we can get a good table. Yeah, so do I. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, how many, please? A uh, table for two, please. Well, let's see. I can give you number 19. It's a nice little secluded table behind that potted palm. Well, you can give us a table right out in the open. This is my wife. Oh. Very good, sir. Uh, Tyrone, show this lady and gentleman to number 58. No, number 58? Yes, sir. Step right this way, please. <laughs> Goodness, how much further back are you taking us? Just keep following me, please. Hey, this is quite a walk. I'm sorry, but we're very crowded tonight. Oh, well, where's our table in North Hollywood? <laughs> is the dance floor. Just directly south, southeast. (laughs) 
In fact, on a clear night, you can see the orchestra quite plain from here. <laughs> uh, may we have a menu, please, Tyrone? No, I'm so sorry. I forgot to bring a menu with me. Well, can't you go and get us one? Again, I'm so sorry. I only make this trip once a night. <laughs> I ain't as young as I used to be, you know. Yes, it is quite a hike to where we came from. Well, never mind. Just bring us a couple of ham sandwiches and some coffee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, let me see. Mm. Which way is the kitchen? <laughs> oh, yes, this way. Mm. Well, darling, I guess you haven't thought of anything for the magazine contest yet, have you? Well, how can you find out anything about glamour when they put you at an isolated table way back here? It's isolated, all right. I'll have to admit, though, it's a beautiful nightclub. Yes, it is. Look at those decorations they have painted on the wall. Don't you think they're kind of risque? Gosh, naked beard glasses. <laughs> cigar, cigarettes, split guns. Cigar, cigarettes, split guns. Split guns? In a nightclub? Why, that's silly. You think so? Wait till you see the floor show. Cigar, cigarettes. <laughs> Do you see any movie stars, Harriet? No, I don't. Of course, this isn't exactly a ringside table. Happy New Year! How you doing, baby? <laughs> I guess I'm doing all right, thank you. Well, how about a dance, baby? Come on, let's give me a dance. Look, I don't think I'd be very much... Uh, just a moment. I happen to be this lady's husband. Well, so why do you want to dance with you? <laughs> You've been drinking, haven't you? I certainly have. Uh, what time is it? Time? Oh, it's uh, just 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock? Oh, oh, 12 o'clock. Oh, thank you very much. Well, goodbye. Say, just a minute. You're perfectly sober now. Well, of course. It's against the law to be drunk after 12 o'clock. Say, <laughs> Ozzy, I think, I think your watch is fast, dear. It's only 11.55. 11.55? Oh, that's different. Straighten up and fly right. <laughs> oh, boy, what a character. See, I think I hear the orchestra starting. Would you like to dance with your husband? I'd love to. If you don't think we'd be too conspicuous. Well, let's chance it. Oh, I enjoyed dancing with you, Ozzy. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it, too. Did you get any inspirations on glamour while you were dancing and looking at people? No, I didn't. I'm beginning to wonder if I know what glamour really is. Oh, well, don't start worrying about it, making yourself miserable, dear. Oh, well, pardon me, but would you folks care for anything else? No, I don't think so. Just give me a check, please. We're leaving now. All right, then. Let me see. What did you have? Uh, we had two ham sandwiches and a cup of coffee. How much is that? That'll be $27.45. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the money. Oh, thank you, sir. Now I can go to the Palladium tomorrow night. Straighten up from Thailand. 
Oh, dear, it's too bad the evening had to be such a fizzle, Ozzy. Yes, spending all this money and still not finding out what I wanted to. Oh, uh, pardon me, sir. As you know, I am the head waiter. I am terribly sorry I gave you that bad table. I just found out you're Ozzy Nelson and Harry Tillio. Oh, that's all right. Oh, no, no, it isn't. Any young lady as truly glamorous as your wife should always be seated at a ringside table. Well, gosh, say just a minute. Did you say glamorous? I certainly did. And furthermore, she's the first person who's been in here in months who really has glamour. Gee, honey, what a dope I am out trying to discover what glamour is. And all the time, I'm married to it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Gosh, now I know I can win that contest. Oh, uh, I hope you won't think this as an imposition, but uh, several of our guests wanted to ask if you and your glamorous wife would perhaps sing a song together. Well, I honestly don't think we know it all the way through. Let's see, together. We stroll the lane. Oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstand me. It doesn't have to be together or sing any song at all. Oh, I see. As long as you sing together. <laughs> Look, which is Abbott and which is Costello and who's on third? No, we'll be happy to sing a song. <laughs> really, we'll be very happy to sing a song for you, but there'll be a slight charge. Oh, that's perfectly all right. Uh, how much are you going to charge us? That'll be $27.45. Private Butch McHugh from 3rd Avenue was put into class 1A. The gang at Duffy's Tavern got a letter from him today. This army life, says he, is okey-doke by me. You guys should see the gals that are building up my morale. I'm dancing with the mamas with the moolah. They must have drafted me into society. It took a uniform to show the dames my charms. Now you ought to see the babe that I'm holding in my arms. White as much, and they fill it, and Kalula. They take me home for muffins and tea. I used the chauffeur for a guy for 30 bucks a week. And now I'm dancing with his daughter, cheek to cheek. I'm dancing with the mamas with the moolah. Cause the army made a wow-wow out of me. Good evening, Corporal. Are you having a nice I time? I certainly am. Why, I used to pay them Roseland dames a dime a dance. And now I'm having fun for free and with debutantes. Have you met Gwendolyn and Ethel and Tallulah? Oh, how do you do? They'd like to take you home for muffins and tea. A pleasure, I'm sure. When this is over, oh boy, I'll never have to wait. And those guys used to think that I was just an illiterate character. I'm standing with the mamas with the moolah. Cause the army made a wow-wow out of me. Look at me, see, I'm you've been working all night on that darn contest? Well, this typewriter's no help. Every time I hit the letter J, it comes out a Y. Well, honey, don't blame me. You're the yerk who owns the typewriter. (laughs) 
hired now that I've sent in my entry. I wonder when we're going to hear the results of the contest. Almost any day now, I expect. Say, you seem pretty confident that you're going to win a prize. Well, if I said my essay was wonderful, that'd sound conceited. So I'll be modest and just say it's great. Would you like to hear it? I have a copy right here. I certainly would. Well, it's called The Girls of the Nation Seek Glorification, or They Clamor for Glamour. That's a pretty cute title. Thank you. And the essay starts like this. When we think of glamour, we almost immediately think of sweater girls. And by the way, there are two types of sweaters. Sweaters that look good, and sweaters that look like sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd make a little joke there. <laughs> well, that's little enough. <laughs> Glamour is a magic combination of various elements. On a beautiful woman, it's exotic perfume, lipstick, and personality that makes her tempting. While on a salad, it's rope for cheese and Thousand Island dressing. Oh, I'm sure the women will love that comparison. Thank you. I thought it was rather clever myself. You see, I go on now, and I explain that whether you're being intrigued by a woman or a salad, the proper dressing plays a very important part. <laughs> Another little joke. <laughs> yes. Now, as a matter of fact, however, salad can be very glamorous, too, you know. Well, maybe you're right, but I never heard of a wife suing her husband because he was chasing around with a salad. <laughs> and I've got a great ending for the article. Good. Well, I wind it up by saying... There are so many glamorous women in America that our nation will soon be known as the FASA Nation. <laughs> Another little, little joke. joke. <laughs> Don't you think my composition sounds good? Oh, it's swell, dear. Well, aren't you impressed with my writing ability? Oh, oh, yes, dear, but... But what? Well, I wouldn't give up the band for a few days yet. <laughs> No, I can't understand why I haven't heard from Super Movie Magazine yet. Well, darling, for one thing, it takes several days for mail to come from New York all the way out here to California. I know, but today's the day they're supposed to notify the winners. And I have a strange feeling, Harriet, that I'm going to win that first prize. I hope so. Adding $1,000 to what we already have in the bank would be pretty nice. I'll say. Just imagine, $1,048. Of course, they didn't announce what the first prize would be, but I'm sure it'll be something like that. This letter just arrived from New York, Mr. Nelson. Certainly the contest, sure. Let me have it, Gloria. Harriet, listen to this. Mr. Ozzie Nelson, 1847, Rogers Road, Hollywood, California. Dear sir, we take great pleasure in advising you that the judges of our Glamour Story Contest have selected your contribution as the winning manuscript. You see, Harriet, and you thought I couldn't write. Oh, it wasn't that, Ozzie. I always figured there was some sort of a catch to that contest. Oh, gosh, what'll we do with all the money? Oh, gee, how much did you win? Let me see. We are hereby notifying you. You have won the first prize. A free trip to Hollywood. Just what we needed.
Sources Radio Service. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. <laughs> Nelson household of 1847 Rogers Road. As we join them, Harriet is in the living room, very busy with her knitting, when Ozzie enters the room. Hello, honey. What have you been doing? You look a little beat up. Oh, I've been outside working on my victory garden. I think the birds have eaten up most of the seeds, though. Well, I thought you put up that scarecrow and he was doing such a wonderful job. That scarecrow's as good as nothing. You know what I think? What? Every time the sun comes out good and hot, he sneaks down to the corner for a short beer. Well, at least working in that garden gets you out in the sun a little. As a matter of fact, I think I'm looking pretty healthy, don't you? Of course, it was kind of a rugged winter, you know, and I still have these circles under my eyes. Mm-hmm, but they look much better now. They used to go all the way around, didn't they? <laughs> hey, what happened to the side of your face there? Oh, I cut it shaving as usual. Hey, which reminds me, were you sharpening pencils with my straight razor yesterday? Of course not, dear. Are you positive? Certainly. I had an awful time with a blade this morning. I'll bet somebody was sharpening pencils with it yesterday. Ozzie, that's absolutely impossible, because I had it with me in the garden all day yesterday cutting out weeds. <laughs> now, look, honey, a razor blade is only for shaving. When I put shaving cream on my face and I get it good and lathered... And then I run the razor over my whiskers. Yes. I like to cut them off, not line them up. 
Oh, the only thing for me to do is get an electric razor, I guess. Yeah, it's a good idea. It'll make weeding the garden so much faster. No, fine. <laughs> Say, will you look through that bundle of old clothes before I get them to the release? Okay. Hmm. Hey, where'd you find this stuff, anyway? Most of it was in the attic. Oh, oh boy, where did this long woolen underwear come from? Well, don't you remember? You bought those for yourself when we were first married. Oh, yeah. I really started from scratch, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, honey, wait a minute. Don't give this away. This is my old football suit. Oh, what memories. Oh, hey, I can't find my shoulder pads here. wonder where the shoulder pads are. Well, don't you remember, honey? Last year you asked me to sew them in your sport coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Uh, I'm kind of tired. That working in the garden must have done me in. Alfie, look out. You're sitting on the... Oh! Knitting needle. Why in the world do you always leave knitting needles on the chair point up? I don't know why you insist on knitting anyway. I'll admit you make good pies and you bake good cakes. Well, for your information, I'm getting pretty darn good at this, too. I've been knitting so much lately, I knit with my eyes closed. I think that's how you knitted that last sweater for me, with your eyes closed. (laughs) Well, so what if I did make it a little large? I thought you'd grow into it. Harriet, I may get a little heavier, but my arms aren't going to get two feet longer. Well, couldn't you roll the sleeves up? Oh, I like it where I have it now, as a throw rug in my den. Well, don't worry, because this one doesn't happen to be for you. You know, I never will forget that first sweater you knitted for me. Remember, you knitted the back and the front and the sleeves all separately, and then you didn't know how to put it together? I finally did manage, though. Yeah, it was so hard to wear. That scotch tape kept coming off. Well, it was your own idea. Hey, that sure is a small sweater you're knitting there. Who's that for, a midget? You'll find out when I'm ready to tell you not before. It happens to be a little surprise. Oh, my goodness, look at the time. I'm supposed to be downtown. Here, give me that sweater. Stop looking so puzzled. It's supposed to be a surprise. See you later, dear. Gee, I wonder what it... Well, of course. Knitting a little sweater. So that's her surprise. Oh-ho! Ha-ha! <laughs> and that Bing Crosby thinks he's so smart. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello, Emmy Lou. Come on in. Oh, don't get up, please, Mr. Nelson. I just stopped in to see how Mrs. Nelson likes my new hairdo. Well, I'm awful sorry, Emmy Lou, but she just went downtown. However, if you'd like the opinion of a slightly aging juvenile, I should say it looks super. Uh, oh, thank you, Mr. Nelson. Got a big date for tonight? Well, sort of. It seems that this boy is stationed near here, and his mother is a friend of mother and daddy. One of those things. He's a terribly nice boy, but I feel like I'm sort of robbing the cradle. Oh, he's pretty young, hey? Young? He's practically a child. But he's in the Army? Yes. I see. Well, I won't tell anybody. But I do have a little secret for you. Oh, really? What is it? Oh, I don't know, though. This has to be kept a secret, and you sort of have that, oh, just wait until I run over and tell the girls in the sorority, look in your eye. (laughs) Oh, no, Mr. Nelson, tell me, please. Well, it seems there's going to be a new arrival at the Nelson household. Baby, mm. oh, isn't that wonderful? Oh, wait till I tell... Oh, Mr. Nelson. <laughs> oh, 
How can anybody possibly keep a secret like that? When did Mrs. Nelson tell you? Well, as a matter of fact, she didn't yet. You see, she's trying to pull a big surprise. But I'm a little too smart for her. I happen to see her knitting a little sweater, you see, and... What's the matter, Mr. Nelson? Uh, nothing. Just a little dizziness. It'll pass. <laughs> And as I said, I, I noticed her knitting this tiny garment, you see, and... Oh, I'm sorry, would you care for one of these pickles? All of a sudden, I seem to have a craving for them. I would... <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, well, anyway, here's what I'm going to do. You see, I'm going down to the department store and buy a complete outfit of baby stuff. You know, all the clothes and all the... everything, you see? Oh, I catch. And then when she tells you what the surprise is... You can prove that you knew it all along. Right. Has the busy spell gone, Mr. Nelson? Oh, don't worry about me. I've been a father twice, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. Let me see. Ricky is five and David's about eight now, isn't he? That's right. And gosh, you know, it seems like yesterday that Harriet was singing that song they wrote for David when he was a baby. I remember the night she introduced him. It was on Bing's program. Of his father and his mother and his sister and his brother and his cousins and his aunt. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. Who's the ruler of the kitchen and the parlor and the bedroom? Every corner where his little feet can dance. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. When it's nice and quiet, who's the little lad? Likes to start a riot because it's fun being bad. Who's the perfect little resident? Who's gonna be the president? Why, anyone can tell you at a glance. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. Who's the loudest little shouter? Who's the cutest little powder? To his sisters and his cousins and his aunt. Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. And from breakfast time till supper, who's the leading breaker-upper of the furniture, the dishes, and the plan? Nobody else but the kid in the three-cornered pan. He's the sun above us, he's the moon and stars. Long as he will love us, this whole wide world will be ours. He's a naughty little rascal, he's a nuisance, but we wouldn't take a million for him if we had the chance. That's what we think of the kid in the three-cornered pan. Mr. Nelson, and now with this little stranger arriving, the song will be new all over again. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Oh, say, if you want to get those baby things before the store closes, you better hurry. Oh, you're right. Well, thanks. I'll be on the way. Goodbye, Annie Lou. Goodbye, Mr. Nelson. <laughs>
Farmers, sporting goods, men's clothing, boots and shoes. Have your coupons ready. <laughs> hey, uh, don't you want to get off here, mister? Uh, no, thanks. I'm going to the next floor. That's the last one, I believe. Well, uh, I don't like to seem personal, but uh, the next floor is the maternity department. Well, it probably seems strange, but I'm going to surprise my wife. <laughs> You're going to surprise your wife. I wonder if there's such a thing as elevator fatigue. <laughs> oh, well, up we go. I guess I didn't make myself very clear. You see, my wife doesn't think I know about it, but I saw her knitting a little sweater. Oh, knitting a little sweater, hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what color? Uh, why do you ask? Well, if it was blue, she's expecting a boy, and if it was pink, she's expecting a girl. Oh. Uh, what color was it? Uh, green. <laughs> now, that's a devil-may-care attitude. <laughs> So long, and uh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. I'd give you a cigar, but I don't have one with me. They're so hard to get these days, you Yeah, know? ain't it the truth? Hey, did you hear the one about the guy who found his favorite brand of cigars? He was so happy, he went around giving away his children. <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, so long, bud. Don't take no wooden diapers. <laughs> Very funny wooden diapers. He doesn't know, but that's what they're making them out of now. Gosh, this might be a little embarrassing. Look at all the women. Nothing on this floor but women. I bet I'm the young... May I help you, sir? Oh, well, uh, that is... Well, yes, I'm going to have a baby. Uh, Well, why come here? Have you tried Hobby Lobby? (laughs) (laughs) I'm only joking, of course. I'm sorry. I guess I am a little flustered. Uh, Haven't you ever been a father before? Oh, yes, twice. We have two boys now. I see. They in the service? <laughs> no, no, they're just five years and eight years old. Oh, yes. yes, of course. Well, now, what can I do for you? Well, I want to buy some of the regular baby things. Well, this is the baby department. See anything you want? Well, uh, I really don't know. Well, how about a bassinet? A bassinet? Mm-hmm. Could you use a bassinet? Well, yes, I guess so. <laughs> now, uh, what else should a baby have these days? <laughs> well, how about some rubber pants? Rubber pants? Yes, that sounds good. It does rain quite a bit here in California. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, let's see. What else? Uh, uh, let me... Oh, I tell you, I'll take some of those little nighties up there. <laughs> And some of these little shirties. <laughs> and a few blankets and some of those three-cornered pants. You better make those king size. <laughs> okay. How about some talcum powder? Talcum powder? Oh, no, he won't shave for a long time. <laughs> oh, brother. Or did I say that before? Uh, will that be all, then? Uh, yes, I guess I'll be fine. And will you send them out to the house, please? The name is Nelson. Okay. And the address? Uh, 1847 Rogers Road. Rogers Road. 
All right, thank you very much, Mr. Nelson. And I'll bet the baby will look just like you. Well, we won't care as long as he's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope my wife doesn't buy all the same things I just bought. I think she's out making preparations for the new arrival, too. Good afternoon, Mrs. Nelson. May I help you? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Now, don't tell me you've finished knitting the little sweater already. Well, no, not yet. But before I went any further, I want to make sure I was making the sweater in the right side. Mm -hmm. Well, you're perfectly welcome to check for yourself. He's in the left-hand cage, the third cocker spaniel from the end. (laughs) Thanks. I can't wait till we get him home. He's the cutest little dog in your store. (laughs) Well, say, does your husband know about the surprise yet? Well, he was getting a little suspicious, so I did hint about the new arrival. But I didn't say whether it was going to be a cat or a dog or a parrot, so I'm sure he doesn't know what kind of an animal to expect. Well, (laughs) I see. I'll send the dog over whenever you notify me. I hope your husband will be surprised. Oh, I'm sure he will. Goodbye. Ozzie will be surprised, and Harriet will be, too, if in a somewhat different way. Now, during the intermission, Ozzie Nelson will double in brass and step into the pit to lead his orchestra.
And now back to Ozzie and Harriet. To put it mildly, things have gotten pretty confused with the occupants of 1847 Rogers Road since Ozzie walked in and saw Harriet knitting a sweater for the Cocker Spaniel she's purchased. As a matter of fact, Ozzie is still out shopping for baby things. As our scene opens, Harriet is phoning the pet shop. Hello? Hello? And this is Mr. Kern. This is Mrs. Ozzie Nelson. You left word for me to phone you. Oh, yes, I'm sorry to trouble you, Mrs. Nelson. I'm sorry, Mrs. Nelson. Oh, darn that parrot. I'm sorry, Mrs. Nelson. I understand. But what is it, Mr. Kearns? I hope my puppy's all right. Oh, yes, yes, he's fine. But uh, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. I'm only the clerk here, you understand. And uh, the owner has just informed me that the cocker spaniel you chose cannot be sold without his sister. They've been together since they were born, and he wants to keep them together. Uh, naturally, I'll refund your deposit. Unless, of course, you're willing to take both of them. Oh, well, gee, I'm really crazy about that little cocker spaniel, and I've already promised my husband a surprise. Oh, I guess it'll be all right. I'll take both of them. Oh, fine. I'm so glad. I'll keep them here till you want them, Mr. Nelson. Hey, you want them, Mr. Nelson? Thank you. Goodbye. 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 Oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> well, looks like Ozzy's going to get a double surprise. Oh, Gloria. Gloria. Can you call me Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> yes, I did, Gloria. I just found out that the little cocker spaniel I was going to buy has a twin sister. So I'm going to take both of them. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I just about finished knitting one of the little sweaters, and, well, I wondered if you'd help me with the other. Oh, I'd be glad to. Oh, thanks, sir. <laughs> now, remember now, don't you say anything to Mr. Nelson, because it's supposed to be a surprise. Big secret. Oh, you can depend on me, Mrs. Nelson. Nobody can keep a secret better than I can. You know my boyfriend, Elmer? Yes. Well, I've been secretly engaged to him for two years, and nobody knows about it. Well, nobody at all. Not even Elmer. <laughs> well, that's fine, Gloria. Oh, by the way, when Mr. Nelson comes in, would you tell him I'd like to see him, please? Okay. Doing a little shopping. What were you buying? Well, uh, come on over here and sit down, David. Your pop wants to have a little talk with you. Okay. Well, David, you have a birthday coming up pretty soon, haven't you? Still quite a a ways off, Pop. Yeah, I know, but there are some things you have to plan well in advance. What do you mean, Pop? Well, I'll come right to the point. Your mother and I have been sort of talking things over... And for your birthday present, how would you like a little baby brother or sister? Well, if it's all the same to you and Mother, I'd rather have a pony. <laughs> well, I, I'm afraid a pony's a little out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby Biddle just got a baby brother. Very nice one, too. Oh, really? Yeah, they got him from Dr. Brown. Say, we take from him, too, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we do, David. Uh, are you sure you wouldn't like a baby brother? You seem pretty interested. Well, I wouldn't want Bobby to think I was copying him. Maybe you'd better give me a baby sister. 
Oh, if you're afraid of copying Bobby, maybe we could get his mother and father to exchange their baby. Well, I don't think they'd take him back. You see, they've, they've already used him four days. <laughs> well, I tell you, think it over anyway, David, and I'll talk to you later. Oh, hello, Gloria. I'll see you later, Pop. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Did you know that Mrs. Nelson was looking for you? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I just got home a little while ago. I had quite a day shopping. Oh, have you been shopping? I'll say. I've been to the May Company, the Broadway, Saks Fifth Avenue, and a couple of others. Oh, Saks Fifth Avenue. I used to be a sales girl there. Oh, I didn't know that, Gloria. Oh, yes. And they paid me a big honor when I worked there. Really? Yeah, I was voted Miss Sad Sacks of 1945. <laughs> oh, fine. Where is Mrs. Nelson? She's in the other room working on that little sweater. Oh, so you know about the big surprise, too, hey? Oh, yeah. Uh, have you heard the latest developments? <laughs> latest developments? There's going to be two of them. <laughs> two of them? Twins, eh? Gosh. Did I ever tell you I used to be twins? You used to be twins? Yes, my mother wrote and told me she has a picture of me when I was two. <laughs> You've been reading those old joke books again, eh, Gloria? Oh, Harriet. Yes, honey, I'm in here. Now, look, Harriet, you don't need to try to fool me any longer. Because I know all about your surprise, and I think it's wonderful. Oh, darling, I'm so glad you feel that way about them. You old smarty pants, I can't keep anything from you, can I? Oh, I'm afraid I'm pretty sharp. <laughs> There's going to be two, you know. So, Gloria, tell me, but uh, are you sure there'll be two? Oh, positive. That radar is wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> I want you to promise me one thing. Anything at all, little mother. Well, if they make too much noise and keep you awake, let me know and I'll have them sleep in the garage. <laughs> in the garage? Oh, yes, it'll be very comfortable. We'll get a little box with some blankets in it and put it over there by the ash can. <laughs> Honestly, dear, you have a strange sense of humor sometimes. Oh, I just thought of something. Now I'd better buy a war bond for the other little fella, too. Well, when I heard about the little stranger coming to our house, I bought a war bond in his name. Why, Ozzy, that's silly. Silly? Oh, now, wait a minute, honey. Don't say a thing like that. Just because the war in Europe is over, don't think for a minute that we can stop buying war bonds. Because now more than ever before... Oh, Ozzy, you know me better than that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, dear. You mean because he doesn't even have a name or anything yet? Well, I'll tell you what I did. I have a particular preference as to his name. You have? Mm-hmm. So I put the bond in his name in an envelope on your dresser. And when he arrives, you can open it up and see how you like the name I picked out from. Well, sounds like quite a routine. <laughs> By the way, I, I haven't asked you, uh, when do you expect the little strangers will arrive? Sometime next week. Oh, next week? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Well, of course. I could have had them today. Today? <laughs> But first, I want to make sure they had their tails clipped and they didn't have any sleeves. <laughs> you see, they're down at Joe's pet shop. Wait a minute. You mean you're, you're knitting that sweater for a dog? Well, of course, didn't you know that? You said that you... Ozzy, you didn't think... Oh, no, of course. Naturally, I knew it was a dog. It was... I, I mean, some fellow just delivered a big package from a department store. 
It's for you, Mr. Nelson, from the baby department. From the... the, the uh, Gloria, he's got the wrong address. Just tell him to take it back. Take well, it. I'm sorry, Mr. Nelson, but I opened the package already. Oh, you opened it. Yeah, and you should see. Three dozen of the cutest little face towels. Three dozen face towels? Gloria, those aren't face towels. Wrap them up and send them back. And send back the safety pins that came with them, too. Oh, boy, this bed feels good. I sure did a lot of walking today. Ozzie, do you still insist that you knew all along it was going to be a little dog? Well, of course, Harriet. Anybody could tell that. Well, I know I shouldn't have done this, but... Well, I got so curious that I opened the envelope. The what envelope? The one with the war bonds you bought for the dog. Oh. I think that's an awful cute name you picked out for him. Oh, thank you, dear. Mm Mm-hmm. But won't the neighbors think it's strange that we have a cocker spaniel named Ozzie Nelson, Jr.? This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. your attention for one moment, please. Two of our talented guests have very graciously consented to sing a couple of numbers for us. Ozzie and Harriet Nelson. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Never let it fade away. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket. Save it for a rainy day. 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 Save it for a rainy day.
because you think you're so pretty Just because your mama thinks you're hot Just because you think you've got something That nobody else has got You caused me to spend all my money You laughed and called me old Santa Claus But I'm telling you, baby, I'm through with you Because, just because Because you think you're so pretty Just because your mama thinks you're hot Just because you think you've got something That nobody else has got You caused me to spend all my money You laugh and call me old Santa Claus But I'm telling you, baby, I'm through with you Because So you met someone who set you back on your heels. Goody goody. So you met someone and now you know how it feels. Goody goody. So you gave her your heart too, just as I gave mine to you. She broke it in little pieces Now how do you do? So you lie awake just singing the blues all night Goody, goody So you think that love's a barrel of dynamite It's a barrel of dynamite Hooray and hallelujah You had it coming to you Goody, goody for her Goody, goody for her
Logos that does it for Ozzy and Harriet Nelson in the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. You can listen to me now available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Podcast Addicts, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Tonight, guys, or later the song, later on this afternoon, please welcome to the show in the final performance of July, Miss Ellen Drew and Miss Maureen O'Hara in The Last Rose of Summer. Stay tuned for that episode later on this afternoon or later on tonight. And also, guys, later on, probably later on tonight, also welcome back to the show, Mr. Don Amici and Ms. Frances Langford in the NBC comedy show, The Bickersons. You may have heard it on my fourth episode, and if you haven't, please go back and listen to that episode first. I hope you guys have enjoyed this afternoon's performance. Please comment and subscribe once again. Thank you to everybody who has commented and subscribed so far to my podcast. I really do appreciate it. I am now up to 170 listeners. I can't believe it, guys. Thank you for all your support. And have a great afternoon. Thanks.